Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. 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 How's that? to this episode of Shoplifting. I'm Emily Waller and today I'm super excited to be joined by the awesome Dream Wife. Um, and how are you guys? Yeah, we're all right. Yeah, we're great. Cool. So just for the purpose of the podcast, could you maybe give yourselves a little introduction I introduce who each of you are and what your part is in your awesome band? Um, I'm Alice and I play guitar in Dream Wife. I'm Raquel and I sing in Dream Wife. I'm Bella and I play the bass. Cool. So thanks so much for coming uh, in today to chat with us. We're really, really excited for your record. And you're actually playing in store at Rough Trade East at the end of January. Mm-hmm. So like, I think it's three three days, a few days after your yeah. record's released. Good timing. Really yeah. good timing. Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, it's going to be great. So I wanted to kind of start off and just briefly go over how you're feeling about your record coming out. And could you release an EP beginning of 2016, mm-hmm. was it? Or in 2016? Yeah, and then. So how's it been since releasing that to your record coming out? What's the journey been like? Has this last year been a bit crazy? It's felt like we've kind of just tried to hone in on the live sound, really, and and kind of go from the place the EP was to kind of working with producers and trying to get it to another level, really. But, yeah, it's been a year of kind of fine-tuning and really playing live shows as well to understand how the album should should come out as well and the songs that we wrote for it. So it's been kind of road-testing songs in a way and kind of, yeah, altering them as we went, but... Do you feel like momentum's really been building at your gigs? and Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's such a crazy energy at the show. It's yeah. Like, I think people are yeah. also just, they come to a show ready to be entertained and also to be part of the entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a sense, they're ready to have a good time and there's such a positive atmosphere for the crowds that are coming to our shows. So the more that people understand what kind of show this is, yeah, um, the more they sort of engage. Yeah. I think it's really fun. But with the EP, though, we released that. It's interesting, for this album, it was actually the first time we went into a proper studio mm-hmm. because we released... I mean, we Alice recorded um, the EP at her old house. It's like my parents' place. <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, wow. In her yeah, old nursery. Yeah, my dad was like, playing drums on it and stuff. It was Amazing. kind of... But it was like a point. We recorded that, like a point in between, I think, maybe two tours. Or, you know, we were on the road kind of when we were doing that. But at that time, it definitely had this wild energy that we were trying to yet again with the album like yeah. trying to get that get that down again but kind of more more powerful than before perhaps but mm-hmm. yeah it was a really different situation recording this album we recorded a lot of it on tape actually East Coast Studios oh, really? which has since like closed down sadly but yeah it was kind of trying to get that instant tape you know what I mean it's a different yeah. energy when it's like yeah. you know you've got three ch- three chances you've got to yeah, do it so. yeah then like multiple yeah, yeah. times I think it's like even it. through that though it's kind of learning processes of you know, you're constantly learning through through doing. And I think with us even just recording this first album, it's it's definitely given us an insight into, you know, next time, well, how do we do that? Do you know what I mean? It's like we're still learning even through through having done this album. I think we're not saying, oh, we've this is it, but I think we're definitely proud of, of this point that yeah. the music's at, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's, it's quite a lot of what you guys are about is creating this sort of world that you want people to kind of come into when they come see you live or when they put your record on. Is it sort of different experiences that people would get depending whether they're listening to it? at home or like coming to see you or you're trying to kind of get what you're about across in your in your recording I think that's that was our main mission yeah mm-hmm. because the best thing about being in a band is the live shows 
it's just such an amazing feeling to be able to do that. And there is some kind of magic, guys, yeah. <laughs> between us on stage. Yeah. And it's just, it's some amazing feeling. And to be able to translate that, whether it's visually or whether it's through making videos or, mm. or especially through, you know, releasing an album. And that's just the, what we wanted. It yeah. wasn't supposed to sound like a produced studio album. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to sound, even though it is a produced studio <laughs> album, <laughs> essentially. But it was supposed to sound raw and... I'm very happy with the outcome personally. Yeah, it yeah. does sound like a live show. I'm really, really excited to hear it. Um, but tell me maybe a bit about, so you formed in Brighton when you're all students there. Yeah. Is that right? And then I wanted to know a bit about the name, Dream Life, and maybe how that came about. And maybe is, it, is there quite a lot of meaning behind it or was it just randomly picked that you liked it? Is it, is it, because... I've read somewhere that there was a film no. with that title. No, 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 no. Is that no, completely no. wrong? Yeah. It's, or it's right, but that's not why you do it. We've never seen the film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's been in so many bios and questions. Mm-hmm. It's got bad reviews, so. We don't associate ourselves with that one. No, I think it's, it's a thing, actually, it's interesting, because I think at the start, it was something that we felt was kind of catchy and cheeky, actually, and, and I think definitely kind of fundamentally quite feminist, actually, I think, in yeah. terms of changing perceptions of women or female-identifying people. Um, in terms of, you know, what we do and, and our subject matter and stuff. But I think it's a name that's definitely gotten more and more meaningful, I think, different layers as as we've kind of done this project, the more we've realised what this project is and, you mm-hmm. know, the voice we can have through this and the people we can speak to through this. I think mm-hmm. it means a lot of different things on a lot of different levels through that we've kind of understood on the way. I think since, you know, the start, it's like, it's hard to, like, summarise it quickly, I think. I think it means a lot of things, Um but definitely in a way of sta- a statement, I think, definitely. Yeah. But definitely a tongue-in-cheek, you know, it's, it's cheeky yeah. as well. Also, dream wife, the idea of a 50s stereotypical dream wife. You had the mm-hmm. dream house, you had the dream car, the dream job, and the dream wife. It's so weird that a woman, like a living human being, would fit into this kind yeah. of... This commodity. The, yeah, the, the yeah. package deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. so you're kind of saying yeah. this is we're not the mold. Well, it just doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, there is no mm-hmm. such thing as a dream wife. Mm-hmm. And we talked a lot about them when we started this out, this kind of women shouldn't fit a mold. Nobody mm-hmm. should fit a mold. And there shouldn't just be one face for a woman because we have so many faces. And that's why it's exciting to be a human being. And I think through this project, we like to show the many different faces of womanhood or being yeah, a human being. And do you, are you trying to explore that through a lot of collaboration as well? With, I mean, with different people yeah, and yeah. definitely way open you to collaboration. Your songs through like your music videos, for example. You said you were actually going to shoot one. Yeah, we're doing weekend. one tomorrow. Actually, the person <laughs> who is a uh, uh, not been introduced here, sitting in the corner. Hey. She just got off a flight from Iceland. Our friend, uh, rapper Fever Dream, uh, she flew in to do a music video with us. Hey, Vaitis. How you doing? What's good, London? <laughs> what up? She's also never been into rough trade or seen this part oh. of London. Well, just to set the scene, we're all crammed into a very, very tiny little podcast home <laughs> and it's super cosy and a lot warmer than Iceland, which is obviously where you've come from. So at least we've got that. But um, yeah, tomorrow's so, going to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Very happy we flew her in for this one. That's cool. And I'm assuming you can't give away any details, but... Is it going to be? Is it going to be quite different from what we've seen? What was it we put before? on our post? The most? What was it? The most outrageous video yet, or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the most outrageous video yet. Okay. It's uh, <laughs> we're working with the same team we've been working with uh, for a few videos. 
which are just amazing. Um, Aiden Zamiri and Alexander Russo, they're such a good team. And uh, yeah, we did a video called Let's Make Out with them, which yeah, we got about 40 people, friends and yeah, fans to literally make out wearing prom outfits. <laughs> and it was somehow the best day ever. Was it and easy it, to get people to sign up to do that? Or? Yeah. It was just a lot of champagne. You okay. Know, so. okay. <laughs> but there was obviously a lot of consent. And these are, <laughs> nobody was forced to make out. It was super fun. Yeah, it was super, super fun. Everyone had a really great time. I think everyone kind of wished their actual proms were like that. So yeah. they, well, people did said it was. Yeah. Like, yeah, people didn't want to leave. Yeah. Blast, yeah. The shoot was over and everyone was still wearing prom outfits. Like, we could have like sweeping the confetti off the floor and people are like still lingering, like thinking the party's still happening, that kind of thing. Because it was it a was daytime really party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a similar kind of vibe. Yeah. Less, less, um, uh, Champagne, well, not not champagne. <laughs> Less uh, little prosecco yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> than last time. But yeah, I think it's like I think it's really cool. It's important for us in collaboration. I think, like we say, working with Aiden Samari um, and Alexander Russo and stuff. It's I think when maybe you find a commonality of message or even just like aesthetic consideration, whatever, with mm-hmm. with with a collaborator, whatever, we definitely like to you know incorporate that into into our world because I think it can reinforce. You know, I think there's a solidarity definitely between us and a lot of creatives here in London right now and I think it only reinforces like the message and I think it's so exciting new things can come from you know, yeah from that in, in really say. rich in, yeah. yeah and also really allowing cool people that you're collaborating with to you just trust them and to do mm-hmm. their own thing mm-hmm. so yeah. tomorrow I don't really know what's in store yeah but I know it's going to be great and yeah. I know it's something that we're going to love and, and it's sort of like if you if you had to do it all again in two weeks it'd probably be completely different so you're literally getting that like really organic yeah yeah, yeah. and just trusting your collaborations but also obviously yeah you, if you trust your collaborations that means that both of you have the same idea of what it is this band this project mm-hmm. is about yeah so I think that's strong. yeah it kind of reinforces the vision um, yeah for both of you and yeah, yeah. It's, it feels special to work with these people so I was also going to ask you um, just finally about what you've got coming up in 2018. And so the album's released in a couple of weeks. And then are you going on tour? You think you're going to Australia? Oh my God, yeah, we are. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> it's like every day I get a new text of what country we're going to. It's been very fun. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's been, quite a lot's going to happen. Texts have been sure, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, we're going out <laughs> to Australia for Lamo Festival, but okay. we're so excited. But yeah, it's... Yeah, we're going to America before that as well. We're oh, wow. Play so, Atlanta out there and also... We're going to France Seattle next week. We're going to France, see some TV shows next week. So. This, this is it's, all this month. Yeah. It'll be fun. We've got like a week and then it like kicks off, but it's yeah. all going to be amazing. And, and yeah, then the album's out on the 26th of Jan, so... Yeah. And it's, it's all based around the album. Yeah. Amazing. And then I guess maybe f- festivals in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our label has told us to take off the next 18 months. Wow. Which is really funny. <laughs> Quit your day jobs. You're going on tour. <laughs> but yeah, it's... We're shipping you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's great when you're releasing an album. You, I mean, the reason why you're releasing an album is essentially to play more live shows. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you want to... Well, for us, at mm-hmm. least. Because this is very much a live band. So having an album and having an album campaign just allows you to get to travel around the world. Yeah. And to play to new audiences and to reach different mm-hmm. places. Yeah. I'm so excited to go to Australia because um, we're there for two weeks. We're playing like nine yeah, yeah. shows. Oh, wow. Actually, one guy added today. We're playing 10 shows. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, and it's summer there. Yeah. yeah. It feels like we're going to like summer hop, you know. It feels like a pretty good deal for I'm a little us, bit yeah. timid, though. I said it was 45 degrees. Oh, blimey. My brother actually, like, altitude training type thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my brother actually lives in Tasmania. I don't know if oh, you're going to wow. go. Oh, wow. So he's uh, sweating at the moment, but... um. 
Does he just text you like, I'm sweating? <laughs> I'm still sweating. It's so hard. I, I want to come home. No, like. but it's like we Skype on Christmas Day and he's there in like minimal clothing oh, and like Lord. the beach just behind him. It's oh, like it's bizarre, isn't it? Sun. I think it's bizarre it's so the idea of like a hot Christmas. Yeah. Or, I know that's really normal for some people. Yeah. yeah. Us in England, like whatever. It's pretty uh, missable, well. isn't it? Mostly. Fine. Well. I'm pretty excited to get to know the Australian scene, actually. We've been speaking. Yeah. We also have a label out there, too. So there's been, um, we've been played a lot over yeah. in Australia, which is great because it's so interesting being played somewhere and have like a whole team yeah. mm-hmm. and have some kind of, and yeah, we're doing Laneway Festival. So it's the same festival happening in six different cities around Australia. Okay. Oh, wow. Same lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of move around so together. And yeah. There's really a few cool. bands. Shame is doing that too. Yeah. Oh, really? Wolf Alice. Okay, cool. So it'll be a really nice mixture of bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's really great to have some kind of like, to have a base there, but I've never been there. And then hearing what's going on with the scene, like yeah, I've heard like, I such like, good stuff. Yeah, it's like kind of not really having a sense of how it would actually be. I think that's the thing. It's like yeah. I just don't know so much about Australia anyway. And I think no. yeah, I think it. But it seems like yeah, like like somebody went down really well there. And I think a song with that message, I think it's exciting to think you know what we what, what you could take out there, kind of thing, yeah. message wise. And then it, it could be yeah. yeah, kind of appreciated. I suppose hopefully, but it's really sure, exciting. I feel like people would be really excited to hear you guys. No, it's mm. been it's been cool talking to people. Um, that and doing different interviews with people there and also sort of different organizations too like for example they have a massive scene of women forefronting pop mm. music and rock mm-hmm. music there yeah much bigger than england we've just had um amel and the sniffers out today which mm. is on lp which is a australian band that are oh, cool. quite hotly tipped so Ooh, exciting. Hey. check them out <laughs> there's also but, um, a band yeah. called cape cod that are pretty big in australia oh yeah and that's really interesting. So this festival called Laneway that mm. we're playing out there, it's a huge festival, happens also in New Zealand and Singapore. Um, and last year at Cape Cod, this band, it's a band full of women, uh, they said they wouldn't play unless that Laneway would uh, look at all their safety measures regarding making safe space at gigs. So having a call center and adding security, making it very visual both on screens that this is a safe space and Mm -hmm. this is not a space for sexual harassment and if anything would happen, this is where you seek and just to make it very obvious that this is what this festival stands for. So they said they wouldn't do it unless they did that. And the amazing thing happened is the festival did that. So put in funding to doing that. And this year, they're even going to reinforce it more. Mm -hmm. So it's one of their main kind of... um, also like giving to charities as well um i think it's such an important thing and it's so cool that one band did that yeah said no so imagine if other bands like if radiohead would do that yeah if they would like someone who's headlining glassman like i won't wrong yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) rather than like sue lana del rey Yeah, that was no, I think I think it's it's really Imagine true. Imagine if you do that, yeah, like Glastonbury. Like we're not playing Glastonbury. I don't know. Yeah, Queensland's donors. No way. Okay, I gotta tell. Yeah, yeah, I gotta yeah, get yeah, more yeah, examples yeah, 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 here. Yeah. But like a I'm band sure that would, was headlining a festival, and would say they weren't even headlining this one, but they just mm-hmm. were playing, and be like, we're not gonna play unless you put up safety measurements, unless you reinforce safe yeah, yeah. spaces, unless you have call centers, people mm-hmm. working, yeah. extra security, all your staff being aware that this does happen at gigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and having that as big as a festival setup rather than I mean doing it venue by venue mm-hmm. is sort of what we are very excited about doing yeah, yeah. for our shows we work with Girls Against that are a group um, started of teenagers um, that started opening up a kind of a safe space at shows going to mm-hmm. venues 
putting posters everywhere, sort of letting people aware that sex health does happen at gigs. Yeah, just kind of raising awareness, I think. Yeah. And normalizing and, that conversation. Too. Yeah, normalizing yeah. it. And also making everyone that's attending the gig aware that does happen yeah. and that it's everyone's responsibility to make sure that everyone is safe around yeah, them. Yeah. And they go and talk to the staff, the bar staff, the bouncers, which is very important. They know how to sort of act mm-hmm. if someone comes up to them. Mm-hmm. And same with the bands. During our shows, we also reinforce that if anyone is acting aggressive towards anyone else in that kind yeah, of manner, yeah. then they get kicked out. Yeah. It's just as simple as that. Yeah, yeah I think it's something, it's, a safe it's space. like the fact we're going up and playing Laneway, it's, it's so amazing to see, like, like Raquel said, that, you know, a festival adopting this approach as well of just raising awareness. But I think it is, it's something we definitely see as our duty, I think, to, you know, be talking about with the people at the shows and normalising that kind of respect of other people that are around you, like at a show, everyone should be able to have fun together. Yeah. Right? shouldn't be so hard you know I mean I think yeah I think with a lot of younger girls coming down to our shows it's like it's like the best thing when everyone's just like yeah. jumping around and mosh pits yeah. everyone feels safe <laughs> it's like this, yeah you can go wild but yeah. just feel completely secure yeah, exactly. so I think it is it's great those to are see the best shows pushing it but yeah those it's are, just the best and also we talked about as well like going to rock gigs especially if you have a younger audience mm-hmm. like some people that would come to our gigs it would been their first show like playing a 14 plus gig and it's their first mm-hmm. show and their first show experiencing feeling safe in a mosh pit mm-hmm. being you know stage not invading feeling like an outsider bunch of, I think yeah. it's too easy I think as a mm. a younger woman to feel kind of to feel just automatically vulnerable I think at a, at a gig and especially yeah. at a kind of at a, rock, a, a gig. rock gig and yeah. I think it's this thing where you know we're playing music where you really can jump around and have, have, yeah. have, have so much energy and and go crazy or whatever but I think it's you've got to you've just got to be respectful and it definitely feels like it's mm. you know people are we, we're seeing a change and yeah Raquel does girls to the front well, we kind of do I it. I call it the bad yeah. bitches. We do it our own way. Yeah. I asked yeah. them halfway through. Um, yeah, it's definitely probably re- referencing Kathleen Hanna's girls to the front. Mm-hmm. But that came quite against, naturally. Yeah. I just saw so many cool girls mm-hmm. in the crowd um, that I really wanted them to come close to me so mm-hmm. we could make mm-hmm. some kind of, you know, I usually jump down or I crowd her for whatever kind of vibe is going on. Yeah. And it's so good to bring them all together. And you don't know each other, maybe. And uh, maybe you don't have nothing in common, but what you do have in common is that you're a bad bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that we're all here now, and once this kicks in, we are all going to start mosh pitting. Mm-hmm. Guys, if you want to join, fine, but you don't have to, but <laughs> us here, well, I mean, if you can, to be honest, yeah, yeah. if there's space for you, if there's probably space. <laughs> but still, like, it's so nice to bring mm-hmm. them to the front and be like, I see you. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. see you at this show. Yeah. I love your style. I am so happy you're here. I'm happy mm-hmm. that you're taking space. And that you're coming to the front, you're, and I hope that you've come to the front more often. I hope this inspires you to do that and feel safe and make sure that everyone knows that that's just how it should be. Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely feels like a thing where it's like everyone's on the same level when yeah. that happens. Yeah. And yeah, that's really, really And then cool. the guys are also, everyone's so happy. Mm-hmm. Any gender in that crowd, any age in that crowd. Yeah. Because if they know that there's a group of people just having so much fun and feel safe, mm-hmm. then it sort of transmits the whole room. The whole room becomes kids. I think, it, yeah, it's that awareness. Yeah. You know, it's like, if you're aware of that, like, why the fuck would you, like, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, why, why would you uh, why would you be a dick about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. We've been doing a few radio stuff, and it's been like, oh, it's been so hard. Swear. I'm sorry, it's just, you know, it has to come out sometimes. It's really, I can't suppress it anymore. It's fine. I think it's so a, sorry it came out. A you know. very good enough cause for you to be able to use those words. <laughs> Um, okay, so maybe when you guys come play at the end of the month, because we had Shame last night and there was much oh, bits, much bits going on. Oh, so man. we want they are so good guys. Yeah. They were great. Mm. Cool. Okay. So should we get Let's on to 
some records. Let's talk about shame because we're on. Yeah, let's okay, continue. Okay, so you've got shame there. Talk me shame. through shame why shame. you picked shame. So today, whilst we're filming this, I mean recording this, is the day of their album release. It is. Songs of Praise is, so, is out today. Songs of Praise, their debut album. And to be honest, I have not heard it because it came out today. It's that, <laughs> it's that fresh, yeah. Um, it's that fresh. But I have ever seen them live. We've played with them twice, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah maybe a couple of times now. We're going to play with them in Australia as well. That'll be yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're playing Namely as well. So. We're also doing an all-ages gig with them. That'll be really nice. And um, they're, yeah, they're just, just such really lovely sweet. boys. Really yeah, really nice. And I think what they're so doing... So much energy. There's so much energy. Yeah. Also, they are taking, you know, a typical kind of format mm. that, you know, made... England kind of England punk scene, punk scene is what you know made the punk mm-hmm. scene, and they're taking that format but mixing it up with like different influences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I oh, think there's yeah. something really true about them. Actually. It's true. I kind of it's organic. trust their energy, or you know what I mean. I feel like it's, it's not coming. It. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming from a real place. I think, and that's really exciting. I think in a in a punk sense, in a music sense, right now, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I like that they're holding pigs. On yeah, the album it's cover. just so real. It's just so true. I hope they're all vegans. <laughs> They just save the pigs. They just set all the pigs free from the farm. So is, there, is there is there a track? I've heard the track. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> when I see them live, I do not differentiate no, what no. the tracks are called. It's also one, long riot, one, yeah. one thing. It's it, it's one long right, which which I love about Shame, is that you can be like, I love this band, but I have no idea. What, just gonna suck you in. Why? I love it because they're live. Yeah. And I think that it's one long riot, but I have heard the song One Rizla, because I really like the name. <laughs> yeah, let's say that. Okay. One Rizla. Also, definitely, this is poetry. My nails ain't manicured, my voice ain't the best you've heard, but you can choose to hate my words because I don't give a fuck. There we go. Art. Truth. Art, art. Truth and art are the same time. <laughs> so you got it all with shame. Yeah. I think also what they do live is they give it all. Mm. And it's so good to see a band who isn't like, trying to give it all or trying to pretend mm. they're giving it all but it actually just, just it's place. organic yeah it just goes to that they're place. not showing off for someone else they're yeah, not trying yeah, to be yeah. whatever they think they should be it's just direct mm-hmm. yeah lovely boys wicked awesome so the track you chose is one rizzler one rizzler let's put run one rizzler on here's one rizzler
So that was One Riddler by Shame off their debut LP Songs of Praise, which is out right now. Um, next up, I see you've got a bit of a star man on the front. Yeah, this is a bit of a classic for us. It's David Bowie, Aladdin Sane. And I think it's just, for for us, it's like, I think the boy Bowie, you know, the comedian. I think it, there's something in that in terms of something with Dreamwife aesthetically, we definitely play with the way we present and I think challenge the way, you know, people can present women and men in whatever sense. And I think, like, Bowie's just like an icon in that sense, obviously. But I think this album in particular, it's, it's got many different tones on it. I think many different emotions and like there's a real sincerity to it and a, a classic. A, it's just it's just absolutely classic. But I think the song songwriting on it is is something we definitely admire in a way. Like I think there's a kind of classic nature maybe to like yeah. at the root of the way we write a little bit. And I think yeah, it's kind of it's just got a lot a lot going on in it. That's it's hard to kind of deny that it's like amazing. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's just really great. So I think as well, what we maybe do as Dreamwave um, is kind of playing with what people think of, think we can do. Mm-hmm. Maybe seeing like women, women playing rock music and not fitting into a mold easily. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I love about David Bowie is that you never really knew know mm-hmm. what he was doing, yeah. and yeah. he couldn't be fit into anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he was still everyone loved it though, and yeah. the kind of well, not everyone, definitely not everyone, but I think it's like. Mm-hmm. He wasn't trying to please people. He was kind of he doing was, it his way, I think. And yeah. I think, yeah, that so kind of setting your, own, that. setting your own standards of whatever success yeah. or identity, whatever, I think it's, it's for you to find. And I think that's a big, big part of our ethos, I think. Yeah. Certainly the flag we fly, I think. That's, yeah. really, that's a good line as well, like setting your own standards of what mm-hmm. is success to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think everyone, every artist has a different idea of what success is mm-hmm. to them. It's always changing. Yeah. And also just... Is it creative success? Is it money success? Mm-hmm. And you just got to find it for yeah. yourself, I think. Yeah. And a big part of your success from what you've told me today is maybe inclusion and people feeling included in yeah. what you're trying to yeah. give them. And, and being kind of empowered for that. You yeah. know, I think in the way that I remember, yeah, like listening to Bowie for the first time, I definitely felt that. Or, you know, I mean, it's like a similar sense of like anything's possible almost in, in a way I suppose but, but even like Bowie you know, this is a pretty long time ago <laughs> yeah, I know, I think things have changed I'd, I'd hope since then you know yeah. for women certainly but, yeah. like. but also it's kind of playing with gender roles what Bowie did it yeah, was yeah. so incredible but even like for you because you grew up in the countryside yeah pretty like isolated it was like and having Bowie yeah I think that the idea of like being an outcast not being a thing that you should resent in yourself but mm-hmm. embrace and I think just accepting yourself for who you are. I think it, that was, I think, from Bowie, definitely from this album, mm. when I was a teenager, like, hadn't really found my people yet. It was a big deal, I think. And, yeah. yeah, I think we definitely take that through with, you know, what we do now, definitely, in so many ways. But, yeah, I think probably, like, I'm just going to have to go for, like, a lad, uh, wait, Lady Grinning Soul, I think is probably, like... That is your track, isn't it? It's got to be that one. There you go. It's just, like, <laughs> maybe the most beautiful song ever written, so... True. That's all I can say about it.
So that was David Bowie, and next up we've got Childhood. Um, this is also another South London band. A, Wait, a. Now we're also technically a South yeah, London band. Mm, I just moved. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's official, so, so yeah. All, you're all in London now. The wives was, of South East, it's true. Yeah, I was in Stoke out. Newington, now I'm in Peckham. You're a Peckham girl yeah, now, yeah. Nice. It's amazing. It's, it's a dream. It's all about yeah. South River. Yeah, it's all about that, right? <laughs> yeah, but I guess practice is pretty easy now for us. I still miss it, though. <laughs> I miss shackle arms. No. <laughs> Wait, I'm here now. I'm in rough trainees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to like, soak it up, Raquel. Make the most of it. Childhood, um, I, ha- I have a bit of a weird... Okay, the beauty of living in London is that you can see, you know, 100 gigs each night if you want to. There's so much good music coming out, and often... You just you don't even have a headspace to even like right. look, but there's also so many people that you meet as well just by being in bands and just going to shackle arms. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> but like uh, just being <laughs> going to the same places and having mutual friends. And childhood are a band that I had heard about and um, had met as well just briefly. Um, so when I, I have a weird thing when I meet people and sort of know them a little bit then I just don't want to listen to their music before. Because I don't, I don't want to judge their music by a record. I would rather want to see them live because mm-hmm. I'm able to because I live in London. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But if I, was live, if I was still living in Reykjavik, I would, of course, listen to the music mm-hmm. right away. But having the beauty that you can actually see them maybe next month or mm-hmm. it's just such a great thing. But however, um, I, this is the, probably one of the first records I've actually listened to before. Hey. I saw them live because I couldn't see them live. Oh, the wait, reason. that must be strange. And then I really wanted so. to listen to the record. <laughs> How was it seeing them live after? Like, do you know what I mean? I haven't seen them live yet. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wow. Wait, so this is it. I've this actually is what listened, we've got. Yeah. Oh, cool. Go. I've listened to them. You need to get down there. But I had a really funny moment with them when they came over to Iceland, where I'm from. And they were playing Iceland Airwaves a few months ago in November. And there was this crazy snowstorm. So all the flights were cancelled. And they were stuck on the island for two extra days. 
<laughs> and they just didn't know what to do. They ended up going to an Irish pub for the whole day. Oh I gave them God. all these tips of what to do in Iceland. They ended <laughs> up in the Irish pub. <laughs> but it was very funny as well, um, like because the festival takes so much out of you. It's so intense. It's mm-hmm. sort of similar to like South by Southwest, mm-hmm. that festival, Ice Music, like mm-hmm. as an Airways Music Festival, which we've played as well. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was such a funny thing being like in a snowstorm. <laughs> Stuck in an Irish pub <laughs> with childhood, because <laughs> um, yeah, like you'd know them from like hey, like like little stuff, like you know, bumping each other. But actually having like a full twenty-four hours levels. in a snowstorm, yeah, 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 getting yeah, to yeah, deep yeah. levels, and then it was one of those things where you're like, well, I mean, it's a snowstorm. We might as well just go for another drink, and then we might as well just go to that place. And then yeah, this yeah, like yeah, yeah, whole yeah. day had passed. Me and a few other friends. And everyone had had these really deep, meaningful conversations within the snowstorm. Jeez, yeah, yeah. And then I, the, I remember going to London. And I was like, "Damn, I really gotta listen to this band, Childhood, now." And yeah, I listened like the to their album, cool. and it was beautiful. It was as beautiful and as deep as our conversations. <laughs> <laughs> that experience sounds. I'm so like, glad that didn't let you down. Like, if you got to these deep places, yeah, it's like t- the shit album is so bad, and you just can't really speak to them anymore. Like, you can't let them know how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> that experience sounds a little bit like like a film. Like, you know, and you're, no, like, it, you're, yeah, it like, does. Like, you know, yeah, you're like, here here and, and like, yeah, all these bands are like, like in this and room. You these yeah. conversations, and then you're like, compared <laughs> them and leave. And then you just didn't want to leave. It was like hard <laughs> to leave each other because you had this kind of, I think it's what happens when there's a storm outside, mm-hmm. then people just, they just, nothing really matters anymore because you can't mm-hmm. get anywhere. Yeah, you're yeah, stuck yeah. on an island. Yeah. And um, other friends of ours, their flights are canceled too. So we were just like together in different pubs. And um, it was just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a nice time. Also, it's just so nice to get to know people that way, too. Yeah. To literally straight be stuck in together. There, be and everyone in just, there, like, yeah. talking about their childhoods. <laughs> childhood was talking about their childhood. childhood. Bring it up. Of course they bring it up. And this, like, up. the meaning of life and um, what is love. Meaning, the meaning like, of life always comes up in <laughs> like, pressured situations. But, yeah, it turns out that their music was really good. And uh, <laughs> I'm so glad it didn't like you. I know. So I think that we should play the song "Californian Light." Nice. "Californian Nights." This is "Californian Night" by Childhood.
So that was Childhood, and for your final selection, we got another classic. Got Blondie Parallel Lines. Nice. One of the best album covers ever. It's really, ever. really funny. It's really, really funny. It's so 80s, but classic at the same time. I mean, with Blondie, I think it is just, it's kind of, I think, yeah, it's just, it's obviously got, it's got like hanging on the telephone, like it's got some real like bangers on here. Like, and they're endorsed by Converse, Yeah, I yeah, see. yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Picture this. Is I have a feeling that's got like a lyric in it where it's like I feel like Debbie Harry is saying something like, I'll give you my finest hour, the one that I spent watching you shower. I think that line in a song, there's something so powerful about a woman saying that and like just I guess owning her own sexuality, not being ashamed of that and being kind of upfront about that. There's yeah, I think there's yeah, like, woman it's, it's owning a really special sexuality. moment, I think, in yeah. in Blondie. Um it's a real essence, I think, of you know Debbie Harry, and yeah, that she's a she's a fearless fucking woman, isn't she? Like, I had a, I, f- I feel like there was some story like she was once abducted almost. Have you heard this? I haven't. That sounds <laughs> no. It's there was some story like when she she used to like, I think going to New York when she was younger, and like there was one time when it's like a well known killer, right. almost abducted Debbie Harry like when she was like seventeen or something. It's it's, mm. it's like really mm. really dark. Yeah, there's some pretty, but I just mean I feel like she. Do you know what I mean? The fact that, that didn't happen to her, she's yeah. like, she's got some kind of like lucky streak, or like, do you know what I mean? She's she always, didn't get it she, Yeah, or like she's person. a fighter or something. Do you know what okay, I mean? Okay. That she's like, she's been right. close to the edge before, but she like she made it through or something. I feel like there's something really fearless about her spirit, and I think as a woman, she's just like absolutely an icon. Um, the band are great too. Yeah, the band are great too, but <laughs> just can't stop with Debbie. No, we just can't. Stop I think with Debbie. we Blondie music. Um, has a huge influence on us. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this is what our parents all happen to love Blondie. And oh, played really? it a lot at the house, yeah, which yeah. is um, pretty... Kind of staple have, diet growing yes. up, isn't it? <laughs> but also, it was such an in- interesting time, like what was going on in New York at the time, because yeah. everyone was being this kind of punk rock band. Yeah, and pop. GBC yeah. and stuff. It's a kind of melting pot, I suppose. It yeah. was, but also pop was lame. And then, like... Bands like Blondie and television mm-hmm. came, and like mm-hmm. there's like so much like different kind of bands that sort of had this kind of element of rock, but also explored the pop element mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. mixing those two together, like Blondie does, um, is just it's pretty much what we do. Yeah. Like we mix rock and pop, and we're you know don't be ashamed of no of pop. God, everyone needs a bit of pop in their life. Yeah, and I think it's just so nice. And also, don't be ashamed of rock either. It's yeah, just yeah. like mixing it together. Your own like melting it's pot. Like, it's that thing of like, yeah, like finding something for yourself again. And I think it's like, yeah, those bands at the time, the new wave bands, where it is kind of finding pop on your terms, coming out, obviously coming out of punk and stuff. It's it's really interesting in that way. I think, yeah, in way, the way we write and stuff, there's definitely a, a parallel to, uh, to that, I think. But I think, <laughs> sorry, I just didn't even know if that translates. Pa- pa- no, no, a parallel. Yeah, I know. I tried to like pronounce parallel. It's like a little blondie joke. Like, maybe I should have just. No, you did it. I just like, I just, I just got it like a few seconds afterwards. Then I, I left laughing. a little pause and I was like, Meh. well, you know, I tried, I tried. But yeah, no, it's just, yeah, iconic in so many ways. But I think certainly like, yeah, sonically and just Debbie Harry, it's all, it's all pretty relevant to us. Yeah, I think, that's great. In a lot of ways.
Great. What track should we go for then? Picture this. Wait, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. For that, right. for that classic lyric, listen out for it. There you go. Listen out for the lyric on Picture This and Blondie. this and blondie and just to finally round up uh, i wanted to ask you to pick one of your tracks that we can play just to like round off the day and soak up everything that you've spoken about today and it's going to be evident somewhere in this track so which of your tracks would you like to play first hey today? heartbreaker hey heartbreaker hey 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 hey, hey. <laughs> hey girl hey Is there, can you tell me a little bit about this track really briefly feels like this Anyone track has been with us for a little while now yeah. in terms of like playing it live and stuff i think that like we say relationship we have to our songs live it's this one it feels like a rally call we play it at the beginning of the set a lot it's it feels like it's a kind of introduction to us i think in a mm -hmm. lot of ways it's us like, it's like making movies. ourselves known it's yeah like the movie's starting yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 yeah. and people are running in with popcorn and so everyone's really, really <laughs> excited yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a good rally call 
and it's yeah. cheeky it's funny it's uh it's got sad. a pop sensibility as well pop sensibility. Yeah, yeah. it's really loud too yeah and it's sort of same thing as well like bringing people together it's a rally call mm, mm, mm. and that works that's what we often open with this song cool because it works it works for people to get into a mood you can sing along <laughs> to it yeah 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 dance to it don't yeah. know the words just hey 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 that's yeah, not just, it that's, all, that's the only word you need to know you need to know one word to sing along to this song <laughs> also it's really it's the scream as well there's some good scream parts yeah you can turn it out really loud in your car and just like scream it yeah. Really loud, yeah apparently people do that I actually really love this track too because I'm really excited. Do you? Cool. Do you scream it really loud? Do you turn it up all the way to 11? I definitely turn it up. Yes. Like, definitely. And I can't <laughs> wait to see you guys play it at, hopefully you'll play it, uh, when you play in store. We will yeah, open yeah, with in it. In a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, thank you so, so much for coming down. No it's been awesome having you here. Anyone yeah, who hasn't grabbed tickets yet, go to roughtrade.com and look up Dream Wife, Rough Trade East. I think it's 29th of Jan. Yeah. It's 29th of Jan. It's, I think, it's 3 It's days. 29th of Jan, right? 29th of Jan. So we're going to Australia the day after. <laughs> so many things. So much going on. Um, it's going to be really exciting. We've never played here either, so it's a, it's a new thing for us. Yeah, we're really excited. Never played here. Never released a debut album yet. Loads of things we've never so, done. Yeah. It's all happening in the next days. It's a big, big year for us, yeah. It's definitely a big year. Well, congrats on your new record. Thank you. And prior to when it's out. And good luck for the rest of 2018. Thank you. And we'll see you again. And this is Hey Heartbreaker.
Rough Trade Radio. Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do. So if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.